Ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald. Good afternoon. We are having uh, a special call today, a little bit early uh, U.S. time. It, it is Thursday, November 16th, and uh, but it is already Friday in New Zealand, which is where our guest is currently located, although he is uh, from San Diego. And we are going to be talking about a topic that all of you should care about. Uh, maybe you don't know a lot about it, which is why you've tuned into this particular show. We are going to be interviewing today the author of the book, CRM for Dummies. And no, you don't have to feel dumb to be listening to this. Uh, I actually put myself in that category. And the author is Lars Helgeson. Lars, welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, it is great to have you, and thank you so much for for accommodating us with uh, with the time zone difference and uh, and while you're out and about on your international journeys, Lars. Before we dive into your book, I would really love to hear a little bit about the early story of your life. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it. it uh, everyone starts their entrepreneur's journey in different ways. Mine started um, coming out of the Air Force, and um, I'd saved up a little bit of money, and had this idea to start an email marketing company. And I had separated. I was living in New Mexico, and then moved back to San Diego, where I went, where I grew up, and um, started the company there. I was. I didn't take any venture funding uh, back in those days. There was a lot of, this is, this is about 2000, 2001, and there were a lot of, of startups back then. This is sort of the dot-com boom um, for the members of your audience. Right before the bust. Yeah, right, exactly. But I never, I never got any seed funding. I never got any venture capital because I just, I wanted to have something that um, that I built. And so I had a, a a business partner at the time, and we started the first e one of the first email marketing companies, a company called Cooler Email, and um, grew that organically. It took a few years. You know, I was living in a little apartment. Um, you know, eating a lot of macaroni and cheese and ramen and figured out how to build this, you know, part-time I was doing some consulting and some software development. Uh, I taught myself how to program and, um, and then uh, it started to take off. And so we started to grow the business and primarily just focusing on email marketing and realized that um, over the years that the problem really that businesses face isn't about about sending out emails and you know now you can go to any number of different email providers and send tons of email the problem that really impacts business is understanding what is happening with the information that you're gathering it's not enough just to blast out emails every you know every every week every month or however often you do it it's it really it because everybody's doing it you have to figure out how to get your emails read and you have to figure out what impact that has on your business. And out over the years from talking to our clients, we realized that, that that actually is a very significant problem that a lot of people use data and it, it or use software and it creates data that sits in a silo and it, it's very difficult to extract out of those different software programs. 
And really the key is having a central place where a business can store the information that it needs about sales and marketing and, and customer service and other operational pieces. Because if you, if you rely on trying to make these different pieces talk to each other, it turns into a very difficult problem. And it's one of those problems that you have to think about ahead of time. And it's, it's a problem. It's something that, that no one's really been taught. There is no school really when you're, when you're getting your, your degree, I have an, I have an MBA and, and granted that was a while ago, but it's, it's very similar now that no one really teaches a class on how to run a business from the data management. Right. Right. So we had to, um, you know, we, we, we restarted our business back in 2008. We started redesigning a platform that was more based on this holistic approach to managing business. Um, and so it was, it was really about listening to our customers, finding out what their problems really were, and creating something that was of value that was built from the ground up to be all-inclusive and to think about the business in this way. And it really, you, you don't really find software out there that was developed this way. For the most part, it focuses on one particular problem and kind right. of grows out from there. You know, so some of the older, more traditional CRM platforms really think about things from a sales perspective and pulling in marketing data and pulling in uh, customer service data, sort of an afterthought. It's a, uh, oh, we really need to figure out how to get this data in the CRM. <laughs> right. How do, we, how do we show it to the users? And then, and then, you know, and then you start looking at the problem of trying to make that information usable and relevant and helpful. And most of the time, if they even get the data in there, it's really not in a, in a useful format. And so, and, and this goes all the way up to very large companies that I've talked to that have very expensive CRM implementations that can't do simple things like in real time, pull up support tickets and pull up web traffic and email traffic and lead scoring that combines all of those things together. I mean, doing that is oftentimes a multi-year implementation and, and often runs in the six, seven figures, even for right. smaller businesses. And so we've endeavored to create a platform that simplifies that whole process. And that's really the, that's the big challenge that faces business today. Right. So how did the, uh, the folks from the four dummies franchise uh, find you? How, how did you guys get linked up? Well, I had a friend who had done some writing for them and introduced me to the staff over there. And they, at the time, about a, whatever, about a year and a half, two years ago, when I first started working on this, um, they didn't have um, a book for specifically just for CRM. They had other subsets for specific right. CRM software platforms, but nothing really that talked about CRM in general. And the thing about CRM is when it's done right and it, it encompasses everything that's inside of a business, it really, it turns into an MBA. I mean, you have to understand how marketing works. You have to understand how sales works. How does HR work? How does client onboarding work? What internal process do you have running in your platform? How does your accounting work? Where does that information and the money go? How do you track where your leads are coming from? I mean, all of these are large, complex questions that that you have to answer to make CRM work right. And right. do that, you have to have an understanding of your business. You have to have an understanding of technology and you have to have an understanding of people. It's a, it's a very much a leadership problem to solve because the, the leaders of the organization have to see the value 
in pulling all of these different pieces together. And it's that, it's that vision, it's that, um, that, that need to pull the different pieces together so you understand what's actually happening, that it really requires leadership to look down on the business and say, okay, all these different functions need to talk to each other. We can't have someone hiding in the corner where there's only one right. person that knows how to do something or only one person that knows how to access this information. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it creates a term, uh, you may have heard it before, called technical debt, where you, you're you're I think building. I've lived it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people have, you know, where, where you have you have information that's sitting somewhere. And, and over time, it just gathers more and more information. You know, maybe it's an event management system that's not connected to your CRM or, or even if it's an email marketing system. You start accumulating months and months of email marketing data, reads, click, or web analytics data. And it gets harder and harder then to link that data into your CRM. And you can imagine of all the different software pieces that are out there, you know, if you're tracking your phone calls, you're tracking your web analytics, you're tracking who's watching your videos, your social media. If all that is done in different software, you're creating a more and more complex, difficult problem to get that data into your CRM the longer you right. wait to have that integrated. Well, it, it's interesting as I as I've been taking a look at at the platform that you you did end up building, kind of in this second phase of of your career. Um, you know, it occurs to me that what you've really created is CBM, complete business management, right? So uh, we can we can jointly uh, trademark that term <laughs> uh, because I think that is what you're doing, and and that's certainly what you describe in this book. And, and while CRM is the framework that people can get their arms around because they know they could name off at, at least one or two CRM companies, but to your point. That's just one piece of the puzzle. So let's let's drill down into the book uh, because I, I want people to understand how how robust uh, the information is that that you're presenting here. Because again, this isn't just a definition and and you know kind of the the academic view of this. This really is unpeeling the layers of your business. So you start with. Uh, part one of the book is about laying the CRM foundation. So when somebody decides that they want to go on this journey, and, and again, you, you call it complete CRM in the book, but uh, again, I would, I would say that you actually take it way further than customer relationships. So, so what are some of the aspects um, that are really necessary for getting ready to start this journey? A lot of a lot of the start of understanding what how to use the CRM in your business really has nothing to do with software. A lot of it is a human problem, um, and I don't mean that people are problems. I mean that that it's a you're probably, you're solving a problem in where you have you have everyone doing what they're used to doing, and they're given the tools that they've been given, or they've come up with the the processes that they use, and many of them are informal processes. And the more you can get a cultural shift to one where people are working as a community to get themselves working together, the more efficient the organization works as a whole. And that has to start with a vision. So it's understanding 
really what is, how does your business actually work? Who does what? And what are you trying to build as part of your, as part of your uh, corporate culture? What, what do you stand for? What are your values? And those are very much strategic, high level kinds of questions that are, that should be answered by the senior management of any company. And so if you don't have, if you haven't thought that through, if you haven't, haven't defined who you are, if you, if you try to make a CRM then, or try to build or implement a CRM before you've done that homework first, you're going to be diving down these, these paths that will require you over time to readjust and change the way your CRM is designed and implemented. And so it starts very much at the top with who are our customers? Who are our employees? What are, who's on our team and what do we do every day? What do we stand for? What are we trying to create? Are we trying to drive our business by relationships? How much do we care about relationships? And the answer isn't necessarily we care deeply about every single relationship. It could be that if you are selling a lot of products to a lot of people, there's a, it's a spectrum. And so you have to understand for your business to operate effectively, how, much do, how far do we take managing our relationships? How much are we going to automate? How much are we going to have people involved? Where is this information going to go when we talk to someone or we have a new customer? And a lot of this requires a cultural shift where the management sets the vision and what they want to build the CRM. The CRM is just a tool. It's a, it's a way to, the software itself is just a way to create this vision of a, of a culture of accountability and a culture that's driven by data so that you understand that the decisions that you make are not just instinctive, intuitive decisions. They're backed up with actual data, actual information that you've gathered about your leads, your customers, and the industry as a whole. Right, right. Well, and, and you know, I think it also is very interesting, uh, as you and I were talking a little bit last night about the whole reason why I want to put my arms around this particular topic for my own business is we have a B2B platform where the success of our clients in penetrating a given marketplace uh, is really what uh, how our success is defined, right? So partnering with folks who either have a great brand or they've got a, a tool that really solves uh, a foundational problem like you do, right? And, and then the actual client using our particular product, we never even – well, I, I wouldn't say that we don't know their name because when, when they make a hotel booking, we, we definitely know who they are. But we don't have a relationship with them. But nevertheless, the data that we're able to aggregate about those people and the reasons – uh, in our particular case, of why they're traveling, right? You and I talked a little bit about events and how in the past event management platforms, you know, had this information, but again, very, very disparate and not doing a good job of managing things like taking people off of mailing lists if they have to be removed, right? Mm -hmm. So all of these things fit together. So once you understand who your customers are and how deeply you're going to measure that relationship, then then how do you actually gear up internally, right? What what are the the obstacles that, that you might face 
uh, in a, a little bit more mature organization where maybe you have tried using uh, a, a traditional CRM platform simply for your sales team, but you've never really integrated it across marketing and operations and the other components that you've been talking about. Yeah, I mean, and that comes down to human nature. People generally resist change. Um, and that's, it's something that everyone that's worked in the corporate world has seen and experienced firsthand where people don't want to learn something new because they've, they're comfortable doing what they know. And it's oftentimes it's a, it, it could be supported by culture. It could just be the human, the individual person's personality. But the way to overcome that is to show people the benefit of why you want to create a change. Why do you want to change your organization? Why does it matter to have marketing and sales and HR and operations and customer service? Why does that, why does that matter? And really, it comes down to sharing information means that you work together better as a team. And it sounds a little bit trite and altruistic, but it's true. When people work on a team, that's why sports are played by teams. The better teams, the better groups of people who are able to work together, the more successful the entire team is. And so from a management perspective, the better you convince the team that, that works for you or with you that you have a common goal of working together more efficiently, the better everyone's going to everyone's gonna benefit from that. And, and partially, that's going to be a little bit of ego too. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. People oftentimes, they're proud of, of what it is that they do. But if you show them that they can contribute to the overall performance of the organization, and you say you're in marketing, and you can, you can send an email newsletter and the behavior of what happens with your email newsletter is going to be reflected immediately in real time in the CRM. Then the salesperson can go in there and maybe they're about to make a phone call to a lead and they can see that that email marketing newsletter was well received by this particular lead and they clicked on this link and they went and they, they did something that marketing and sales both wanted them to do. And now they both can see that and it creates a, a, an ecosystem where marketing is helping sales, sales is giving information back to marketing, both are learning from each other, and they're able to help each other. And I mean, that, and that's a very simple example, but you can carry that across any functional part of the business. When people are able to access that information, then they can see a direct impact on their ability to operate. And, and you contrast that kind of a situation where you have sales and marketing working together with what happens in most businesses where sales and marketing are separate and sales could, you know, marketing does their email marketing and they may report data in aggregate. But when the salesperson makes a phone call, they're doing it blind. And, and that's the part that we want to, we want to overcome that. We want everyone to be, to be working together to help that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm a huge proponent of of customer feedback when it comes uh, to the product side of the equation. And I've got a, a real heart for product management, and I'm I'm a, a bit of a, a tech inventor uh, myself. So really, getting that feedback is so important. And it and, and it's funny because I've had kind of a love hate relationship with CRM because I keep hiring young 
uh, go-getter kind of salespeople who seem to have like no fear and they, you know, they go out and they do the job, but neither do they want to record anything in, in a system, right? And, and so it was a huge struggle to try to get this one particular sales guy, uh, you know, to write things down. But one thing he did record a couple of years ago was that, you know, the customer was objecting to our product because uh, we didn't have an SSL certificate on this particular component of our product. And thank God he put that in because, you know, years later we, we do have that. And we were able to go back to that client and said, hey, you know, we have it now. And, and we were able to get him to sign up immediately, right? And so that feedback on the product loop is also so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's really what you want to do. You know, it's funny because a lot of people think of CRM, especially from a sales perspective, as almost like a hammer from the management, you know, where they say, mm-hmm. you are going to put data in the CRM, you're going to enter the notes from every phone call. <laughs> and, and a lot of times salespeople find that um, it's, it's a difficult thing for them to do. One, they don't, they don't want to spend the time doing it because they'd rather be doing something else. But part of it too, is they're giving away their power. If you tell a salesperson, put all of your relationship information into a CRM, you have you essentially are telling that salesperson, give everything to the company that represents all of your special yeah. effort. And it makes the salesperson more expendable. So you have to create a two-way relationship with your CRM. And because no one wants to be in a one-way relationship, no one wants to feel like, you're just putting data in. So the responsibility of the company is to provide information to help people do their jobs better so that the people get, the users of the CRM get something back and it turns into a two-way relationship. And the way to do that, of course, is to provide information that helps people do their job better. So salespeople often are incentivized by better closes, being able to, to close more deals, commission, whatever you want to, however it's, it's structured. If you can give someone information that helps them sell better, then they're going to be better armed to close more deals and make more money. And therefore it turns into a two-way relationship. Exactly. And so then the salesperson is happy to be putting information in because while they're in there, they're getting more information out that can help them sell better. So they can see a history of, you know, what videos has this person watched? What form has, it have this, has this person filled out? What support issues have they brought up? So that the next time they make the phone call, they're armed with all that information. They can see what the, what the lead likes, what they don't like, what they're responding to, what they're not responding to. And that helps them guide the conversation, which makes them a better salesperson. Absolutely. So you've just described what I, I would say is a, a key aspect of success of, of rolling out a program like this. Lars, what, what other things would you articulate as, as really setting yourself up for success? Um, I think it really comes down to planning. Um, you know, so, many, so often I hear these horror stories of people who have chosen the CRM without thinking ahead what the requirements for that CRM are. And so, you know, you can go down this path and it can quickly be very expensive. And part of that is understanding the, what total cost of ownership is. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of FUD out there, fear, fear, um, was it fear, something in doubt, uncertainty and doubt, fear, uncertainty and doubt. And it really is based around this, um, this element of, you know, your CRM, 
you should start on your CRM right away, start working on it, start, just start putting data in and then figure it out all, figure out all the details later. <laughs> and, and it's a recipe for disaster. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again. And it, it's, you really have to spend the, the time up front. And so a big part of that is understanding your market segments, sitting down with your marketing team, or if you don't have a marketing team, um, just thinking about, you know, who, who am I selling to? Who is the, who's the user of my product or service? Then understanding for that market segment, what information do you need to gather about them? And you say, okay, so I know that if, if I'm selling to this particular person, I need to know, um, you know, if this is, if this is a, p- a potential buyer, I need to know their income or I need, I need to know where they live or I need to know, um, you know, what are their, what are their preferences with regards to uh, sports, whatever. So coming up with that, that what we call a data model so that you understand what you're actually storing for each of your leads and your contacts. And then the last part is understanding process and going through the exercise of saying, okay, I talked to a lead at a trade show or this lead calls me or someone goes on our website and they fill out a form. What happens next? And tracing them all the way through the customer journey. Mm-hmm. And so the customer journey or the buyer journey is this process of, of looking at how do, you, how do you bring someone from first being aware of your product or service all the way through to becoming a customer and then turning them into an advocate. And so that whole relationship process, is a, it's a long process, but you have to understand what happens at every step. Where are you actually communicating with that customer or that lead? And what do you do if they don't do what you want? What happens right. if someone has their shopping cart? What happens if they don't call you back? What happens if they don't take some critical step in the sales process? And all of that has to be thought up ahead of time before you even look at a CRM because you want to approach the CRM companies with a list of requirements that says, this is what I need. And if it's not possible for me to do this within your CRM, how do I make it possible? And part of that, then that feeds into the conversation of what is total cost of ownership and understanding that when you buy a CRM, the cost of the subscription is actually a pretty small percentage of what it's going to cost. Exactly. Well, and when you take a look at the cottage industry that has, uh, uh, emerged over the last, what, 20 years uh, about a, a the largest CRM company who shall go uh, nameless in this particular interview. But, but you look at the number of companies who make millions and millions and millions of dollars just trying to help people make sense uh, of mm-hmm. just that single tool. Uh, so I can see why planning is such an important part of this. So, so once you have committed to a platform, uh, or in many cases, many pieces and parts of a platform, because there are very few systems uh, that have approached it uh, the way that your company has. Um, so you, you get ready to set everything up, and you've got your leads. Maybe maybe they're in another system, and you're exporting them and, and needing you know to import them into your new system. And and you have other things that you're maybe doing a little bit manually, capturing leads, et cetera. Um, and, and, you know, taking a look at all these, these important components, um, can, can you talk just a little bit about what has happened 
on the marketing automation side of things because there have been a lot of companies that have come into the marketplace, you know, telling you that they're going to solve social networking and social media and maybe they integrate in with your email platform. Uh, give us just a, a thumbnail of, of the marketing automation revolution. Yeah, I mean, you can't talk about CRM without talking about marketing automation. I mean, those those two are so tightly linked. And if they aren't in your business, you're doing something wrong. Um, marketing automation really is about using our software as a tool to help us scale our business efficiently. Um, you know, anything that you can do to automate the way we do things every day is going to help us work more efficiently. It's going to help us grow. It's going to help us create a, a better uh, environment, a more profitable company. I mean, all of these things are, are very closely linked together. And that marketing automation tool is going to have to rely on the CRM heavily to make sure that it's sending messages at the right time with the right content. And this is really what separates email marketing from really what, what businesses should be doing. Because we all know that you can go to an email marketing company and send a newsletter every month. And because of that, we have so much information that's being thrown at us that lands in our inboxes that a lot of times people just, they, they don't respond to email. So the only way to really cut through the noise is to make sure that when you do send something, whether it's by email, a print, printed piece on social media, whatever, that it's, it's done at the right time. And that's where marketing automation steps in. And so when I was talking before about understanding your process, you want to look at these interaction points with your leads and your customers, and you want to see where do we need to have a person involved and where can we send a message that is, that could be timed at the right time that is going to be relevant, important, and valuable to a lead or a customer. And that, that again, it comes down to an individual strategy and, and talking to, you know, understanding how your processes work in your business because everyone's business is different. But you have to look at, at how to automate that process and not make it feel like it's automated to the end user. So to the person you're communicating with. And right. so sometimes, sometimes it will be because if you're, you know, for example, if you have an automated education program, then that's a thing that says, you know, I, I, I want to find out how to do X. Then you can send them an email maybe every day or every other day or however you want to do it. And, and the person who's receiving that email will know that that's an automated process. The content of that message should be personalized as much as it can. And, and that's where it's that, that connection with the CRM is so important. So the recipient can see more than just uh, dear Joe, dear Mary at the top of the email. You can really understand what that, that contact really wants and personalize that content so that it's, it says exactly what that person is looking for. So if they're interested in your, you know, one of your products, that you talk about that product. And if you're able to discern from the CRM that this is a particular kind of buyer that cares about a particular aspect of what it is that you're selling, that you can make that content personalized for that recipient. And so we, we call it dynamic data, where you can, you can look at rules within your CRM data and say, okay, if this person is, say, male or female, then maybe you change the content 
because you know that one particular market segment is going to respond to one message or they're going to use your product or service differently than another. Right. And right. That, that level of personalization is really important when it comes to the marketing automation and making that work inside your business. But it has to, that data has to flow back and forth very easily. You have to be able, your marketing automation system has to be able in real time to grab data out of the CRM. And the CRM has to be able in real time to see what's happening in, in the marketing automation side of things. So that a contact, you can look up a contact and see where are they in this process of automating them going through a, a conversion process. Right, right. So at the end of the day, uh, you have to be able to rely on the analytics uh, and, and the information that is, is gathered and parsed uh, by these varying systems. And, and really, at the end of the day, you've got to be able to improve your business with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh... so, so talk to us a little bit about metrics and and measuring and and you know gathering the feedback that you need to 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 actually take the business to the next level which is the whole goal you wouldn't go through literally you wouldn't go through all this trouble right <laughs> because i mean I, I i don't really mean that it's trouble but it it's a lot to get your arms around even though you instinctively know that you should do it right so what's the end game well, reporting really comes down to, at its core, is really about self-improvement. And it's understanding from an organizational perspective what's working and what's not working. How do we learn from what our interactions with our customers and our leads are? How do we learn from that to better serve them? And if you don't have reporting, if you don't have visibility into all of the aspects of your business, you're turning a blind eye to parts of your relationship. And it's, it's sort of one of those things where if you think about it from a human perspective, uh, we've all been in relationships with other people. If someone does something that, that you don't like in that relationship and you never tell them, then it builds up resentment. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing from a business perspective. If someone, if you have aspects of your business that are weak, so maybe um, it's difficult for people to get customer service that's helpful. Maybe um, they're not responding to your messages. Maybe they don't think that your website is designed very well, or they're not going to particular parts of your of your website, or they're not responding to certain kinds of messaging. All of those things should be measured by your reporting. But if they're if they're not, and they're not, you're not able to see that. You don't know when you're doing something right or when you're doing something wrong. And that forces you as a business to take guesses. And that's what we want to avoid. Reporting is really connecting the dots between the information that you're gathering and turning that into actionable strategy. So we have to make sure that we pay attention to what's working and what's not working. We have to look at the types of messaging that we send out and watching people go through a conversion process going from stage to stage where we see them either either embracing what it is that we sell or walking away and knowing why both of those things happen and that allows us to better serve our customers so um, it really comes down that reporting it you know it's going to be custom for everybody everyone's going to have their own information that they need to see but you need to gather the data 
first to be able to make the decisions. And that's where this integration, the concept of complete CRM really becomes full circle because you have to have your system, your software, gathering that data, integrating it together into your CRM so you can actually see how it's how your business is doing. And if you're not, if you have, for example, a, a customer service software that sits on its own and doesn't connect to your CRM, that data is only going to be used by the customer service staff. And that's where the great fallacy lies of some of these more traditional old school CRMs or these or the, the smaller, cheap, um, limited scope CRMs that don't have the ability to pull that data together. Then you're in you're you're creating more of this technical debt. And it's more than just I can't see access to this to to look at this one particular lead. It's more like we don't know if we have a problem somewhere. And if you don't know where your problems lie as a business, you're you could be making giant missteps and have no idea. And so that's what that's what we want to we want to solve with effective and comprehensive reporting. And one of the that's one of the strong reasons why complete CRM and the and and sort of what we talk about in the book is such an important aspect of of how you run your business. Well, the the last part of the book, Lars, uh, is where you kind of get down to brass tacks of of helping folks navigate. Um, you know, there are a lot of of products out there, and uh, I love the approach that you've taken because you know you could have listed all of the different products specifically, but instead you choose to give people the top ten. Uh, really great software review websites, which, you know, I think is useful from a whole bunch of perspectives, right? Because this may not be the only tool that they're looking at. Um, but the other thing I love about the last part of your book uh, is is giving us the 10 common CRM mistakes. Um, would you mind just, uh, as we're bringing this to a close, just running through those and, and you know, if you want to just read them off, I think there's one that you're going to have to explain a little bit because you use some acronyms, but um, would you do that for us? Yeah, so to talk about the review websites, you have to be very careful when you when you start looking at review websites. Many review websites are what we call pay-to-play, so they're not independent. They're not independent sites. Um, so a very large company can go in there, they can pay a lot of money, and magically their reviews are better. And and it's um, you know it's, so you want to be very, be very cautious. One website that does not do that um, that's that is that uses a, a mathematical algorithm and is not based on customer reviews is a G two Crowd. And so I would I would recommend if you're if you're looking at different types of options, um, G2 Crowd is a good one. Um, but when it comes to the CRM mistakes, there are, you know, I've talked, the, the first one I talked about getting buy-in, you know, that's about, that's about having culture um, that, that really, where, where everyone sees the value in why they need a comprehensive CRM, a complete CRM for their business. Um, if you don't get buy-in, you'll get people resisting it. And resisting change is what's going to mire an organization in all kinds of bureaucratic snafus and people getting in the way, not seeing why they're doing what they're doing. So you want to make sure you get buy-in. Sort of corollary to that is is is, is believing that the CRM is really just a software. And I think, you know, from our conversation today, it's pretty clear 
that CRM is not just about a piece of software. The CRM is a right. tool, but it really executes on a vision, and that has to come from leadership. Not doing your homework first is is the next one, and that's really you know we talked on that as well. You know, understanding what your um, you know, doing, doing, doing that analysis of your target markets, doing that analysis of what your data model has to look like, doing that analysis of your, of your process modeling. And for that, I always recommend going to journeyflow.com. So journeyflow.com. Uh, it's a free tool um, that you can use. You log in with LinkedIn and you can do a drag and drop um, process modeling. Um, mm, the uh, the next one is not listening to expert advice. A lot of times people will try to go it on their own um, and there are experts at vendors. So, you know, and granted, they're going to be biased to sell you their product, but, but talk to them. If you have a problem and you think something is difficult to solve, ask how they would solve it. And kind of connected to that is when you are, when you do pick a CRM, make sure you spend the time and the resources on getting training from that vendor. Uh, we've had some people that will say, all right, we want a CRM, uh, we'll go, so we want to set this up, and then they'll pay the money, and then they disappear. And I, for the life of me, I, I don't understand why people do that. And then they come back in two or three months and say, oh, we're not using our CRM. <laughs> well, of course you're not using your CRM. You never took the time to learn it or install it. So, right, uh, right. You know, so, so when a vendor offers that, um, or if you're working with a system integrator, you know, to another independent party or an agency to get your CRM or your marketing automation up and running, spend the time, you know, just, just sit down and it's an investment in your future. You, you, if you don't do this, you're again, creating more technical debt. Uh, the next one is setting up uh, DKIM and SPF. So that's an email marketing thing, um, domain keys and um, center policy framework. So um, you want to make sure that your CRM and marketing uh, automation system, which should be very closely linked, that they, if they are sending messages by email, that you have your domain keys and your center policy framework set up. Um, huge problem in buying lists. Um, if you do email marketing and you buy a list of contacts, you're going to be sending emails to people who did not give you permission to send them. And that is called being a spammer. So in short, don't be a spammer. Um, people have enough email in their inboxes. Find other ways to accumulate customers. Um, don't, don't do it that way. Whether it's pay-per-click or social media advertising or organically uh, getting reach through SEO, whatever it is that you're doing, don't buy email lists. They, um, we, had, we, back in the day, we had another term for it. We called brand suicide um, because people don't like getting emails. They don't, they never asked for. Right. Um, don't rely only on cold calling. Um, use the internet, use the, use the modern digital marketplace to find ways to bring in new customers. Um, the one of the other ones not journey mapping first that that's that journey flow um tool so making sure you understand your process and how what your buyer journey looks like and and the last part is focusing on one requirement um we've run into this before where somebody says i need my crm to do this tiny little esoteric thing that is not a really important part of their business and so if you only focus on that one little requirement and you say, well, I'm just going to pick the one CRM that does this one strange little thing, um, you run into a potential of sacrificing performance on all kinds of different aspects of your business. 
So while it's important to look at your at those important requirements, understand that it is a that it is a giant. You're going to have a lot of requirements that you're looking at. Don't just put so much weight on one that you're disqualifying the performance of your CRM for everything else, um, just because it does the one thing your your little pet project. And so that's that's an important thing of understanding. And, and that really comes down to understanding how to do project management, how to do requirements analysis, and, and really sitting down and saying, okay, what is important to our business? And, and doing your homework first will keep you from focusing on that one critical requirement and, and skewing you um, from going, from picking the best solution for your business. Well, Lars, this has been so, so uh, informative, and, and we have been talking to Lars Helgeson, the author of CRM for Dummies, and this book uh, is, is something that is just a must-read for anyone, no matter what stage of your business you're in. Uh, as I was sharing with Lars before we got on the air, you know, here I am uh, at, at a very early stage with a, a tech company that we're building out, and some of this uh, feels like, you know, an awful lot to to get your arms around at the early stage of a business. But I, I would venture to guess that this is actually the perfect time. Uh, so, gaining a complete picture of who your customers are, connecting all the aspects of your business within a solution and automating your workflows and processes is what this book uh, will help you do. And again, uh, I highly recommend uh, that you get this and uh, really take it to heart because uh, as we have been talking about today, this isn't just a software platform. It's really getting a complete picture of your business. Lars, thank you so, so much uh, for taking time out to share with our listeners, if they would like to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way. Um, go to just find me, Lars Helgeson, on LinkedIn, um, or you can go to uh, the Green Rope website, greenrope.com, and then you'll see there's a, a an about us page, and so you can you can look me up there. Um, and then also on the website, you know, we have the the uh, demo requests. So we're, we're a low sales pressure organization. We're very consultative. If someone is looking for CRM, we're not here to, to sell, you know, to do the hard sale. I mean, we're, we're here to help. And, um, and that's an important part of our culture. So, um, you know, whether I can be a resource personally or, or our organization can be a resource um, to your business. I mean, we're, we're happy to help however we can. Excellent. Well, Lars, thank you so much. And uh, for our listeners, go out and take this information and change your game today. Thanks so much. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald.